Another day of talks in the effort to avoid a government shutdown. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says the chamber will take a procedural vote today to advance a defense appropriations bill that a small band of conservatives had derailed earlier this week. Two of the five Republicans who had cast a procedural vote against the bill earlier this week agreed to drop their opposition. I think we made tremendous progress as an entire conference. We had a great discussion. Um, I think we've got a plan to move forward, um, going to DOD and then going to a number of other appropriation bills. Meanwhile, if the Republican-led House can't unite around spending priorities, will some reach across the aisle and enlist help from Democrats? Here's Congressman Don Bacon, Republican from Nebraska. Congressman, will there be a shutdown? Well, I sure hope we can find our way out of this, but right now we have 10 to 20 Republicans that oppose about anything. And so I think we are compelled, and we should be doing this anyway, in my view. We're going to have to work across the aisle and make a bipartisan deal uh, with the Democrat side because we're not going to be able to get Republicans on board to stop the shutdown, uh, all of you. We could only afford to lose four uh, votes, and, and uh, we have more than that uh, that seem to be uh, cruising for a shutdown. Uh, i got to tell you, uh, Gordon, 200 of us or 205 of us or so are de- very much opposed to any kind of shutdown on the Republican side. It's just a very small number. Um, so reaching across the aisle then becomes a possibility, I presume, or a likelihood? Yeah, we're already working it. And, of course, I, and I'm not really at liberty to say where we're at with it, other than I'm on the problem solvers. We have about 30 Republicans, 30 Democrats, and uh, we are... I think we think we have what we need for a deal, but we're not there. We, we got to vote on it and do some other things. So, um, but I think this is the only way. It's supposed to, this is the way it's supposed to work anyway. Uh, we got to work with the Senate, which is Democrats in the end. So I think we've been doing all these terrible gymnastics <laughs> to get 218 Republican votes, and you already know that you got to get a bipartisan deal with the Senate. And I just think we should stop uh, the nonsense and just let's work out a bipartisan deal now. And and uh, we sh- we should not let 10 or 15 people grind this country to a halt. Is it fair when critics say Republicans can't handle power or being in the majority? Well, I say that's true for about five or ten people. In fact, these same five or ten people, they really do prefer to be in the minority, uh, where they could just vote against everything. When you're in the majority, you got to govern. And I, you know, I, I used a line the other day, these guys would vote against the Bible because uh, it doesn't have enough Jesus in it. <laughs> you know, because so, it's true, they can't get to yes. And if you're in a small majority, you got to govern. And But the, these folks, all they want to do is vote no and uh, yell and scream. Uh, but the far majority of the Republicans here uh, know that we got to work together. We've got to find consensus. you you, you got to work with the Senate. Uh, that's a, got a two-seat Democrat majority. you got to work with the president, uh, who's a Democrat. So that's the, way, that's the way James Madison designed it. We're speaking with Nebraska Republican Congressman Don Bacon. Um, what would you agree to at this point? Are you are you okay with, say, uh, the current funding for Ukraine? I personally am. I, I believe it's in our national security interest uh, for Ukraine to, to be independent. Uh, we don't have troops there. They're doing the fighting. But they're victims of a terrible Russian aggression. Uh, and it's war crimes, humani- crimes against humanity. The, the Russians have been so treacherous with the Ukrainians. And... and if Ukraine fails or falls, what's next? Is it the Baltics? Is it Moldavia? Is it Georgia? Is it Azerbaijan? I mean, uh, so, yes, I think it's in our national security interest. And I'm from the party of Reagan, where we stood up to the Russians, and we help, we help victims who are being bullied and, uh, and treated in a barbaric way. Uh, so 
I support Ukraine. I also support measures for the border. Uh, what's going on in the border? Uh, Republicans you know, are demanding this as being part of the deal, and I don't disagree with that. It's, uh, the Biden administration's really failed when it comes to enforcing our borders and, and enforcing the law uh, there. So I think we should have some border stuff in it. We should have some Ukraine uh, funding in there, and I think we need some disaster relief money because what's going on in Florida and, and Hawaii uh, those funds are running dry, and then we should, you know, marry that up with a CR uh, for like three months, and that's. And I think a lot of Republicans, and a lot of Democrats, will support something along those lines. What measures for the border, or just more funding? What are you saying here? Well, I support policies like remain in Mexico. Uh, you know, if, if, before you get refugee status, you have to apply, uh, whether it's in your home country uh, or on the other side of the border, uh, and that basically stops most of the chaos. Uh, when President Trump did it, it worked. Uh, it's more important than the border wall, frankly, is this, having a policy like this in place. Uh, we sh- right now, we're, we're having record numbers coming across the border, and the administration will claim how many people they detain. But what they don't tell you is about 90% of those folks are released into the country. So in other words, uh, you know, detaining is having very little um, application for us. I, you know, that's why when you have actually New York Democrat mayors and governors complaining about this, so the, the opportunity is here for us to get some kind of a deal on that. But we need a policy of remain in Mexico, I believe. On, uh, on, on budget stuff here, what stuff would you approve for cutting? Where would you like to see spending cut? Well, we have a good... I support the deal that the president and the speaker came up with back in July, uh, maybe it was June. Uh, but on, on the debt ceiling deal, we set reasonable uh, limits uh, to spending. Uh, now, unfortunately, we, we have a small group of Republicans who want to not honor that agreement and, go, and cut much deeper. So what the president and the speaker agreed to was on our discretionary spending, which is 30% of the budget. And they, they agreed to a 3.5% increase for defense and the and the and the VA, uh, but then they're going to but then there's going to go the numbers are going to go backwards to FY22 numbers. So there's already an agreement that I think we should live by, and uh, and that's that's what I would support because in the end we, we have this agreement, and if we try to do it much lower, the Senate will never agree to that because they're Democrats uh, on this, and they and they were part of the agreement as well. Uh, so we're going to when it's all said done, we're going to end up to the the same levels of spending that the president. And the speaker agreed to. Mm. Change hats for just a moment. Uh, the impeachment inquiry, first hearing next week. Are you in favor? Well, you know, I recommended against it. We had three committees that were investigating, and they were doing a great job. And I think we should have some kind of direct, more direct linkage to the president. Uh, we have a couple statements from uh, Hunter Biden uh, when he was under the influence of drugs, when he said his dad gets 10%. But I think we need a little more uh, to show that money is going to that money went to uh, President Biden. Um, but, you know, the decision was made, and I'm not going to bitch about it no more. I mean, it's, it's, it's decision was made to do an, an impeachment inquiry, and I'm just going to move forward on it. Uh, in the end, we want to we see evidence. And if the evidence points towards President Biden uh, being the recipient of a lot of this money or any of this money, uh, that will surely inform my decision on impeachment or not. If it's strictly about a son, uh, that's not impeachable. Okay. Uh, finish up, if you would, just touch on uh, Kevin McCarthy as speaker. Is his leadership position threatened right now? Well, we have like uh, four or five people that are threatening it, but the 200 
out of 200 out of 222 are solidly, solidly behind the speaker. And these folks who are opposed to him, they offer no alternatives. And they did offer up one, uh, you know, a congressman from Arizona, and he, he managed to get 22 or 23 votes last time, uh, you know, roughly 10 percent. They, they don't have an alternative. And Speaker is doing his very best. Frankly, if they would go with what the Speaker is recommending on the, on the CR and everything else that he's put out there, we would be in a much better shape. Uh, so I support the Speaker. I think he's safe uh, in the end because there's no alternative. And uh, there, there may be a vacate the chair votes, but he'll survive it. Nice, Don. Congressman Don Bacon, Republican from Nebraska.